And you're listening to Welcome, welcome. Welcome. You're here with anything but basic and got Farlita on the line. And Terry. What's up? It's been a minute. Right? Again, I think it's my fault, but I had a good reason this time. What Rest happened? in peace. The services start today to my friend Claude Johnson. Rest in peace, Claude. Um, so before we got on the mic, we were chatting about weekend moods. My weekend mood has been Megan the Stallion, and I don't know how I missed this song on her Heat album, WAB Week Average. <laughs> and it has been giving me so much life, <laughs> so much rage life. <laughs> I mean, a car lot. You weekend. What is what is she? What is? It's off I her mean, album. It's, yeah, it's off of her. The heat. Uh huh. Um, I don't know if it's an EP or a mixtape. I don't know. Okay. I can't tell the difference these days. Sometimes, okay. um, because I feel like mixtapes are getting better and better. Yeah, that's true. That's Some true. you be like, okay, that's a mixtape thrown together, yeah. but I'm not sure. Um, hers might still qualify as a mixtape because she's independent. I think still. Yeah, possibly. I mean, um, but I love it. I love that seems album. Be the way to go. Um, I love her. <clears throat> I was happy she, to see. It sounds like she let go of her man or something like. These girls are like, look, I you're know. not riding our coattails anymore. You know what I mean? I think didn't she make a? I think she made a song with him. I forget what it's called. They made like a music video, and then I don't know what happened. I'm was just gonna with, assume he was caught cheating. Money bag or something was his name. I don't know. I know a lot. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. But she was like, I'm single, you know? And I was just like, these girls are like, yeah, because some of these guys are trying to like oh, come off. And you know, they're too young to be like, yeah, she's still in college. Yeah. Like, 20 something. Like, yeah, why she, she yeah, she's very about young. That. She's still in college. Like, Which I love life. that she's still in college. I love that Sweetie also went, graduated from USC. Like, I think I, you just need that. You know, no matter what, if you're a one hit wonder or whatever, that you have something to fall back on. I think yeah. that's so so important. Yeah. So. So. That being said, my week. Yeah. That's been your mood. That's been my mood. It's been it's giving. Sound. It's been ah. helping me. <laughs> yeah, that's what she does. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was my weekend mood. I don't know. People been getting on my nerves lately. What about you? I just feel like everybody just get on my nerves my tolerance my patience is just at nil maybe it's the end of the year i think it is i think it's i think it is it's the end of the year it's a lot going on and also towards the end of the year you start to reflect on the past year because you know all the uh, television shows will be like best of 2019 when spotify hit me with my best of 2019 and then my best of the decade uh playlist i was like i haven't even been on spotify for a decade so you guys are working with the last six years but it just starts (laughs) you start reflecting you know as people start to make their like new year's resolutions so you start to look back like Damn, this year was a. I think think about all the facets that played into whatever the adjective is yeah. to describe the year for you. But yeah, it's been long. Yeah, but I'm super excited. We're getting ready to go into the holiday season. I mean, not mm. the holiday season. We're already well into that sucker. But at least Christmas and a little time bit of a off. break. Yeah, I hear you. Well, my mood has been. It's Falita on the line. Hey, this twerking on the time. Hey. <laughs> 
Period. You <laughs> left. I swear. <laughs> you cry. You okay. I think it's okay. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like having a certain level of humor and silliness. Well, I think I think your sanity. Not having any sort of real adult responsibilities um, keeps you in a state, a, a mindset that you should no longer be in for a bit too long. You have all the core yeah. adult responsibilities. I guess. But. Job. Bills. I think that that's equals adulthood. <laughs> I mean, I think if you managing those two right there, you paying regular bills, monthly bills, and you are keeping Everything. your own roof over your own head. That Everything at the adult. minimum one needs to survive. That is true. That is true. So a lot of people are not even doing that. That is true. Let's I keep know. that one hundred. So yeah, don't sell yourself short. I mean, that's a lot. Nobody prepares you for adulthood. Uh, that is true. Check out our former episode on adulting. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> we do talk about it. So today's topic, 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 topic is a little bit of a, a spicy one. This could be controversial. Yeah, but. Fitting with my mood, as I stated earlier, I give no. So let's go right into it. I was watching, um, who is it that does these videos that I absolutely love? I have to look them up. But I always watch their video series where they will have like Democrats versus Republicans, sex workers versus like religious people. Mm. Um, Interesting. Let me look them up because that's what triggered this conversation for me. Um, give me one second, folks. It's a couple that's on TV. No, they were, they always, they do like, do all black people think alike? Do all white people think alike? Do all, um, um, you know, Latinx people think alike? Do all adoptees think alike? Do all teen pregnant um, teenage pregnant um, yeah. female think alike. Um, of course not. I mean, the answer. <laughs> just feel like because people are different. Like the answer could never just be. But they yes. had an episode. I'll I'll let you know the um, <clears throat> online YouTube channel later. But they 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 sp- do spark a lot of great conversation um, because they bring like opposite sides. But. The episode was transracial adoption, and they had, or sorry, not just adoption, but they had a mixed group of mm-hmm. people of all races, and um, most of the minorities that were part of the adoption um, episode uh, were adopted by white parents. Mm-hmm. So, one of the questions they asked them was, do you, the entire group of adoptees was, do you believe in transracial adoption? And a lot of the um, minorities, you know, spoke, had very strong opinions about it that I agreed with. So that's the topic today is, are you in support of transracial adoption? And starting off formally, I used to be someone who was just like, it doesn't matter, you know, across race, you know, it's a child who previously did not have a home, now having a home. And to a certain extent, at the end of the day, I still believe that or feel that way. Um, But at this, but I do think that if before someone is allowed to adopt transracially or even transculturally, 
they need to go through some required sensitivity exercises or yeah. race relations or cultural relations exercises before the adoption is complete. I feel like that needs to be built into the process. Yeah, I believe that it's worse to have kids in a system than for them to not have a home. So if that means going to a family, you know, it's not like we're not, like we're aliens, right? And it's, the problem really isn't necessarily genetics, right? It's nurture, it's society, it's culture, mm -hmm. um, it's other people, right? That's the problem. Well, that's the problem. No matter how you grow up or where you grow up, it's other people. So I, I don't want to see kids in the system, but just seeing like, I think sometimes I feel like people use other countries as like a shopping mall, you know, like you see celebrities who just like, they're just like collecting projects from other countries. Um, do you really want to raise these kids? Like, especially if they have a family, you know, I think that happened with Madonna when she adopted um, I can't think of her name right now. Her daughter. Her daughter and her Her son. mother was still alive and mm -hmm. her mother hadn't approved the adoption. Like, so did you just kidnap this baby? You know what I mean? Like, was it a thing? Did you just want to feel like you were giving back? Like, you could... I, I don't know. I guess I'm torn. So let me break this down because I'm going to be scrambled. Um, one, I do think you should have to take cultural sensitivity because you don't know... There are people who think that they are incredibly evolved, but we all have some level of bias based on our upbringing, that environment, and those surroundings. So I think you should have to do that no matter what. No matter um, if you're adopting a child of a different race, um, if you're adopting, period. Mm -hmm. um, there should be, and I think they do to a certain extent, um, but I do think that should be required because you are not going to be prepared for something mm -hmm. that is specific to that child based on their genetics and mm -hmm. ethnicity. Um, you know, being black in and of itself is a condition in the world, not even just the United States, in the world. Like nobody likes black people, period. Mm -hmm. Um Facts. Yeah. So I agree with you on that. I think it's really difficult. I also think some of those same issues occur even when you're having children biologically that mm -hmm. are mixed mm -hmm. um, or multiracial. Mm -hmm. I agree with that 1000%. I was just about to make that point that, you know, if you, we oftentimes hear about kids who are biracial and their parents, whichever side, especially when the, I will say, when one of the parents is um, Caucasian, they struggle with that. Um, they struggle because a lot of times these kids, when there's trans, m mainly because of the fact that most transracial adoptions are putting minority kids in white homes. The numbers show that. Right, it's not and that you're so, taking a white, when, I mean, when how many white children have been adopted by someone non-Caucasian? Yeah. And there, and there's, I don't know. Exactly, and there's a lot of you know, systemic inherent racism in that system um, as to why minority kids are taken away out of their homes a lot more often and then re um, mm -hmm. replaced into white homes. Um, and as whereas, you know, white kids, when there are things bad happening in the home, are taken out of their homes a lot less often. You know, child care services steps in 
with less frequency. Um, so when parents of biracial kids and the biracial kids talk about growing up and having that like level of like disconnect, especially because as a result, these kids are then raised in majority dominantly white environments. Um, so to your point, if kids who are biological are struggling with that, this is why to me it's even more important that when it is a transracial adoption, that sort of training has to take place because yeah. so often, um, and I found out the channel, it was Jubilee. Yeah, yeah it was Jubilee. And I think people are unprepared because I think there's this feeling of like, love is going to solve it all. And we all and know. And that's, that's not reality. <clears throat> Sorry. And we all know, you know, there is. A th there is, you know, a theory called the white savior complex of like, I'm just taking them away from this bad thing or, you know, I, I'm putting them in a better environment um, without thinking about all the cultural things that are going to happen. So the channel I was watching is Jubilee. Um, they're a really good YouTube channel because they do do a lot of like conflict talking, bringing different sides. And there was one um, Asian girl and a Hispanic uh, male and a African-American female. And the Asian um, young lady spoke about how she grew up hating, you know, being Asian. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't talk to her parents about it. And it was something that they never discussed. And she grew up hating that part of herself for a very long time and trying to assimilate as hard as she could so and dealing like with, kids, yeah. yeah. And dealing with things. And the um, African-American girl spoke, said the same thing, that she grew up as a very little kid hearing the N-word and trying to talk to her parents and then brushing it off or saying she's too sensitive or things like that. And she was like, you know, that really messes with you. And um, the Hispanic male said the same thing. So all the all the kids on that panel who were transracial adoptions, because they had some that weren't, you know, all were very big advocates of like, don't do it unless you've done some sort of training, some sort of research, and you have some ideas to how when these things happen, if you can't, because there is a certain extent of like a level of connection that you have with people. Mm -hmm. If you can't provide that piece of that child, because it is going to happen one day, right? They're going to look for that, that you have created tools and have things in place yeah. to provide them with that. Are you educated mm -hmm. in their culture yeah, exactly. or, or where they came from mm -hmm. so that you can share that knowledge versus trying to assimilate, right? Mm -hmm. And it's probably not even malicious, right? Mm -hmm. It's just you want the kid to feel like they belong, mm -hmm. but sometimes in that process, it's really just assimilation. You're yeah. just, you know? Um, yeah. And I've seen something similar to that where a family really should have done their homework and um, they just tried to take this person and squeeze them into their lifestyle versus learning about the boy's lifestyle. Um, and then ultimately ended up with that child being shipped off to boarding school, right? And so not to say that that's bad, boarding school um, you know, I think it produces some really great people, the one sitting next to me. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between boarding school because you know that that's going to be, be the best thing for your child and boarding school because like, oh my God, we've made a huge mistake and we don't know how to correct for this at this point, right? So now we have to, let's remove the problem from our direct line of eyesight. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's a terrible shame. Like it's work. Don't think that it's going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Be fully committed, be mm -hmm. fully committed to whatever the process is. And don't act like our differences 
aren't a factor. Mm -hmm. Should they matter? No, they should not matter. But it is reality, Mm -hmm. right? Just how, you know, we've got to sit my nephew down and have the talk about this is how you behave should you ever be approached by the police, right? This is how you carry yourself. These Mm -hmm. are the things you do. And should we have to have a conversation with a child at 7 or 10 or 12 no, because that really sucks. But it's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that they are prepared. Mm-hmm. And that they're taken care of and that you're doing the best that you can to fulfill the needs that may not be immediate, but will come down the pipeline at some point. And that creates a lot of um, conflict and a lot of, you know, the child feeling very alone and dealing with these things because if if you don't have the skill set you need to go out and get it yeah but i mean you know i i do still i just th- i think it's terrible for a kid to be in a system and not have a home mm-hmm. you know and so i'm not yeah we're not knocking adoption yeah, I, yeah. we're um, just saying that especially when it's transracial transcultural and the reason why i say transcultural is because you can be you know the black experience is very different worldwide and so me being an african-american if i was to adopt someone from haiti or from jamaica i would want it i would i need to do my research about their culture as well even though we're both black people mm-hmm. yeah and i mean honestly the only way you'll get all the kids out of the um system is if we all reach across the lines mm-hmm. right of the whatever, you know, color, ethnicity, etc. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. This lady wrote an article in Time. She adopted a black boy um, from the United States. And, um, you know, they love him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she talks about, she knew that there would be difficulties, right? Mm-hmm. She knew there'd be certain things that they'd have to work through. But she said, like, you know, I didn't realize I was going to have to teach him how to literally survive Mm -hmm. because that is the country that we live in. That's Mm -hmm. what, you know, that's required. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she talks to some of the myths, right? And she's like, you know, myth number one is color doesn't matter. Like, if you think that you can raise your kids and you can be colorblind and they'll be able to survive and they'll never mm-hmm. have to worry about their color, you're doing them a disservice mm-hmm. because that's just not the reality of dealing with other people. Well, the colorblind thing is always funny because we're not blind to anything else. We are not blind, period. So the entire thing of like, I don't see color means you know, it's not whether, a, whether, yeah. you see whether you mean it or again. not, you're saying, <laughs> I don't see all the issues that you're going to have to deal with. I'm going to ignore all those things that you have to deal with because we're different colors. Right. Yeah. It's just like colorblind. We're not colorblind, period. We're not blind to anything else. Why, why would we be blind to this? We're not economically blind. We're not gender blind. We're not, you know, uh, sexual orientation blind. So why all of a sudden in this point we're blind about this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she talks about like, you know, second myth, like if I talk to them about it, then I'm creating an issue. You're not creating an issue. You're just preparing them Mm -hmm. for it. You know, um, like myth number three, no matter what a good, a good school is the best thing for a child. Um, And she goes into 
the value of having not just putting them in the best school and then now you've taken a child and it's all they're the one only in mm-hmm. a school of all others mm-hmm. yeah maybe the best school but will it be the best school for that child exactly and his experience exactly. or her experience exactly maybe seeing more diversity might be more beneficial exactly. than having the school who gets the top scores yeah if you don't come out the school performing right it was all for not anyway exactly those are just some of the examples like and they posted i think this is amazing so they posted they celebrate um kwanzaa because that's something that you know means a lot to him so they'll do family photos they have a family photo in like traditional um african garb tied to Mm -hmm. his heritage right so if you're this is you know i think if you're going to approach it like them, I'm all for it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So it's a great article. If you're thinking about it, you know, just do your research, do your homework. Um, you know, don't be scared to, don't be scared to adopt someone that doesn't quote unquote look like you. Remember color is one DNA sh- mm. gene, you know, it's one gene in the strand of millions of DNA codes and sequences and blah, 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 yada, yada, science terms, it really shouldn't be the most important thing, but it, that doesn't change society. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. Do your research. Don't be afraid to reach out. I know it sounds awful to say things like if you do have friends of different racial groups to reach out to you should talk to them i think it's important i think sometimes we're at a place where we're so afraid because i mean sometimes people do ask ignorant questions don't ask ignorant questions (laughs) ignorant an example of an ignorant question would be hmm let me run through a list because i'm in salt box this week is that your hair may i touch your hair how long does it take to even remotely do your hair you, I mean, it's all about nuance and frame. Like, you know, just don't be. Yeah. yeah. Don't be stupid. You can, you, you, you <laughs> can approach stupid. it in a way. No, you Maybe, cannot touch my hair. You know. I am not a poodle. Exactly. No, it is not coarse. It does not feel like sandpaper. <laughs> just throwing them all out there. Things I've been asked in the last couple of months. <laughs> and that's real. That is real. Uh, yes, do 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 your research. There is many YouTube videos online. Prepare before you reach out to a friend if you have one. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's true. Come with open arms. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's just yeah. Don't don't be stupid. Don't be insensitive. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a level of common sense. But I agree with Terry. At the end of the day, you know. Children who don't have a home should have a home, but prepare yourself. Think about, you know, even if you live in a community that's predominantly a certain color that is opposite of your child, find, you can find a boy, you know what I mean? Something, some activity to get them in. Even if to your point, they're not, they may not get it in school. Make sure they have some sort of other outlet where they can feel like themselves and see people that look like them. Yeah. Yeah. 
And don't be afraid. I, I love that. Don't be afraid to like have the conversation with them and talk about how they feel because a lot of times they're holding it in. Just think about that first interaction. Like the girl who was saying on the video, she was like, you know, getting called N word at five and that first interaction with her, her adopted parents and then brushing it off. And it's just like, then she just, anytime anything happened, she was holding on to that because yeah. she never forgot that first, you know, All foray right. into having the conversation, how they were just like, yo, you're being, you know what I mean? And, oh my God, and don't say And that. also think about- I actually think that that statement, when you tell someone, if you tell someone who feels like they have been discriminated against, no matter who that person is, if you tell them, oh, I think you're just being too sensitive, you've already started on the wrong foot. I have had Same. numerous people, and it's like- blatant discriminatory comments and then they're like, oh I just think you're being too sensitive I'm not being too sensitive I'm incredibly intelligent I'm I've, I've been on this earth a long time I know when people are being ignorant <laughs> let's say that let's say it that way I think that's a, a big mistake people make mm-hmm. um and I've done I've done a lot of diversity training I know you have as well that's a huge you do not start from that place mm-hmm. never tell anyone you're just overreacting. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yes, that is a wrong way to go. Um, because you will have immediately shut off that child ever coming to you ever again in life and may even sever ties. Like for, and also think also not just you immediately, but sometimes also think about the people that you're related to or friends with that you may have them around because even if you personally don't have those views we all know that we all have some ignorant we keep we continue to keep some ignorant folks in our lives you know maybe not have the child around them either because the young the unfortunately the young um Asian um, female in the video talked about like she's completely severed all ties with and she's still fairly young she didn't look a day over like 20 with her with her adopted parents with anything related to even their extended family she had to sever all ties she was just like for my you know self-esteem and growth and you know she was like I'm coming into my own appreciating my Asian heritage and my Asian culture and she was just like and even the people that they, you know, extended family, the ignorant, she was like, I couldn't do it. So she was like, unfortunately, I just had to cut all ties because mm-hmm. I grew up, you know, for all these years yeah. hating myself. Uh, um, so I have one more snarky comment. Not snarky, honestly. This is genuinely like ple- things not to do. Just because you've dated someone of another race in either which way, it doesn't matter, white to black, black to white, whatever, that does not mean you understand the entire group of people. It doesn't mean you get a pass. It doesn't mean you're part of the crew. It that, That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. I, I think that builds beyond just dating. That's friends. <laughs> that no, is, I mean, yeah. So. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just I just want to throw that one last lesson out because nobody ever, we don't ever talk about these things. And just because you've seen someone naked does not mean now you are like, you have been adopted by that group of people. Yeah. Like just because I've dated a white guy does not mean that I'm white and they all accept me. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, and to add on to that, you know, this is a shout out to, we need to stop giving out 
the cookout pass to anybody. We need to stop giving people passes because to me, that's one of the reasons why that, you know, A, you should, you should know well enough to know not to say ignorant, but it's made worse when people around you give you the first time you do it, give you the pass repeatedly and be like, Oh, you good. You, you got a pass. You don't come into the cookout. We need to stop handing out <laughs> cookouts, okay? Not every, every, you know, the moment someone does something, you know, we're just, cu- everybody's coming to the cookout. Like, it, no, we need to stop that because that just is allowing too much. I remember it um, on some football team that happened, like in the NFL, they allowed like one guy, they were like, oh, well, he has to pass a cookout. So he was saying that stuff in the locker room with them because they gave him a pass. And then he said it publicly. And, you get and then and then he, exactly. And he, and he was standing there like, you know, what happened? And it's just like, yeah, because all you idiots the first time didn't check the behavior and were like, oh, you good. You got a pass. You got a pass. No, no, stop with the passes. Okay. And, and to your point that people do okay that they do in the bedroom. They, um, no, under no circumstances. Reenacting pre-civil war word is still a slur. I don't care how many rap songs you heard it in. I don't care. Yeah. So those are our feelings. (laughs) Period. Um, (laughs) In case you didn't know, exclamation point. I'm going to start bringing that up. That's going to be my thing. Exclamation point. That's going to be um, Those are our feelings. Yeah. Like, please, you know, we're always in support of adoption um, because at the end of the day, a child's in a home. Just keep in mind when it's transcultural and especially transracial. And, you know, if the child is actually transgender, just do some research. Do some research. Yeah. Do some research. Be diligent. Yeah. So you can find us on social media, ABP Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter, anything but basic on Facebook. And you can download our podcast and listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and iHeart at anything but basic. Please like, share, leave a comment. I promise I will not be, um, you know, keyboard warrior and come after you if you say something I don't like I will do let me rephrase that I will do my best but please like share comment and spread the sass class and badass to those that you care about in your life thank you